Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of God Bless My Brand. I am so excited that you're here, so excited that you join me again. I am still blown away uh, by the stories that I've been receiving, whether it was something that I said or something that it triggered in you. I am ecstatic that you're on this journey with me. We are literally on a journey together because everything that I say is either something that someone has poured into me or something that I've learned along the way from so many amazing humans. So I am just as excited to have you here. As always, this is a safe space. So however, I don't know how long this podcast is going to be, but during this time, I just want you to relax. I don't want you to stress. I don't want you to think about all this going on, but I really want you to take a deep breath. So let's do that together grab your favorite beverage for me I'm having some kombucha because I'm recording this in the afternoon but whether it's wine water lemonade whatever it is I want you to grab it because this is your time to just take a rest so today's topic is actually something that's very near and dear to my heart because for a long time I think I was doing it in reverse And so I really want to talk through the foundations of an idea and I don't want to come at it from the perspective of, okay, now we have an idea, let's go forward. I want us to think about the pre-steps that we should take before we actually start executing on an idea. So today's episode is called Play, Pray, Plan, Proceed. Sometimes the P's get me messed up, so we're going to do it together. Pray, Plan, Proceed. One more time. Pray, plan proceed i hope y'all did a little dance because i certainly did but if you didn't it's okay i'm not gonna judge you (laughs) um so what i want to do first um is begin with our first order of business which is prayer and the reason that i made these in no specific order is because i think for me as i mentioned in the beginning i did it in reverse sometimes i would proceed then when i got to a place it was like all right now i probably need to plan it It was like okay well god i don't know if you bless this or not so let me go ahead and slide a little prayer in and so i want us to do it from the inception because i think it's so important to ask god to bless what you're going to do and if he does not stop and reassess instead of okay i went forward with it didn't ask nobody about it didn't ask god didn't talk to anybody didn't get any feedback I went forward and now I'm asking God to bless something after the fact so I want to just cover a couple different scriptures that I think are going to help us on this journey um, and their starter scriptures so these are kind of like our guiding principles uh, but I want you to continue to go deeper in the word like that is really how we get God to bless our brand the more we know about him the more we know about what he says it becomes the bible becomes more of a guidebook versus something we do out of obligation or something we read out of obligation so the first scripture is first thessalonians 5 16 through 18 and it says always be joyful never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances for this is god's will for you so one of the things that stood out to me is number one always be joyful but I want to come back to that in a second because I think I think there are some portions in there that are, are really important. So number one is never stop praying. So even when you go to God and you're like, hey, God, I have this idea like, you know, this is something that's really been on my heart. Like, I really want to bring this to you. I really want to hear your thoughts. I want to make sure that this is something that you want me to do, that this is a God idea and not just a good idea. God, I want I want you to be all up in the mix. Like, I don't want to move forward if this is not something that's designed for my life. But sometimes we pray that one prayer and then we never revisit it again. 
It's almost like we're scared to petition God. We're scared, you know, to to keep praying for something mightily. Like you probably have heard your grandparents or or those who have been in church for a long time, and they're just like, "Y'all, I've been praying for I've been praying for this a long time. I've been walking with the Lord for a long time." One of the reasons that that is so important is because they continue to petition God. So if you have something that's on your heart, go to God every day. It's kind of like athletes. Like one of my friends, he, um, it was interesting. We were at a football game and he was just like, I could just tell this coach, like he only coaches his players for the game because anytime there was a play that maybe it seemed like they didn't know, it looked like they were puzzled just by their actions. The reason coaches continue to run plays and they continue to throw out hypothetical situations is because you don't, you don't practice for the game. You practice for the season. So it's it's kind of just like our prayer lives. If you only pray for, for that thing and you only pray one time, you are not exercising your prayer muscles, just like in yoga or in basketball, whatever it is. If you only practice that specific set, you are only going to be able to do that specific set. But if you continuously pray, God will continue to reveal things to you. He'll continue to pour into you about a lot versus just that one thing that you're praying for. And that not that just one time. So the more you ask God, the more he'll reveal. So whether it's, okay, I really want to start a podcast. Okay, well then as as you keep praying, you'll start, God will just start sending you random signs. Like random, not, and they're not necessarily random. I shouldn't say that. But God will start showing you signs of things that maybe you should talk about. He'll start sending you people, sharing their situations with you. Something that maybe you're going through yourself or you've heard over and over again and now God is giving you a vision to talk through it and to talk through it not only with them but maybe on the podcast as well so I want you to keep that in mind as you're going through your prayer journey do not just stop at that one instance the other great thing about prayer is that prayer builds anticipation so there like for example I'll give the example of my house I have been praying on the house for like a good year and a half You know, when I prayed like the first time, I remember feeling like when I walked in the house, I was really excited about all the, um, all the light fixtures and like the, it had this, the first house I loved in Chicago had this beautiful fireplace. Like y'all, it was dope. Right. But I remember as I was praying, I went and I I put my, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit old. I feel like I'm an 80 year old church woman um from the south but anyway I went and I got my oil I'm starting to like put crosses on the doors and whatnot and I remember not feeling easy and it wasn't like an easiness of like mm, I'm not sure. it was like is it is this my house am I anointing something that's not even mine yikes and that is sometimes how God will show us you know what I'm thankful that you came to me with this. I really, really am. But this isn't for you. This, this isn't for you. It doesn't mean that nothing is for you. It's that this isn't for you. But I do remember when I came into the house that I'm currently in, I remember a peace beyond all understanding. So sometimes God speaks to us and still whispers. Sometimes God speaks to us through people. Sometimes God speaks to us through situations, his word. But sometimes God just gives you a little gut check. So listen to your gut check. If you're consistently praying for something, God will reveal whether you should be going forward or not. But the key to all of this is not planning before you pray. So if you are asking God for a podcast, don't start start, um, getting on Buzzsprout and Anchor and start recording before you've asked him, God, is this what you want me to do? 
And then once he's giving you the green light, then we go into planning phase. So that's our second phase. So now we've covered prayer. So we got that checked off the list. Now we're in print. It, now we're in planning mode. And this is probably the most popular scripture. Um, some people don't even know it's a scripture because um, I certainly didn't. I grew up and everybody was just like, write the vision and make it plain. I had no clue that it was actually in the Bible. Who knew? Uh, but back at two and two says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. There's something so powerful about the second half of that scripture. So he may run who reads it. Some of you have something that's about to birth inside of you that is not necessarily going to be for you. And I know when upon first hearing it, it's like, "Mm, but this is something that I'm supposed to do. Some of the things that God has given you and some of the visions that God have given you are not necessarily things that you will see or that you will execute. Some of the things that you've written down are for somebody else to pick back up. For example, some of you guys are really, really big activists. You guys have been fighting on the front lines, whether it's for the Black Lives Matter movement or it's for a lot of different movements that are going on in our country and beyond. And this may not be a movement that you're the forefront leader of. This may not be a movement that you carry and you get all the credit for. You may be long gone, but because of the things that you've written, because of the foundations that you put in place, that is going to soar by God's grace. But it may not be you. It may be somebody else. But regardless, you writing it down, you saying, hey, this is this this is what God has given me. Here are some of the things that I that I know we're supposed to accomplish here. Same thing. We all run around talking about generational wealth, right? That generational wealth may not that you may be planting the seeds. You may be buying houses. You may be setting up corporations, buying stocks, all of these things for generational wealth. But that may not come through you yet. That may be something that your son or daughter or your godchild, whoever you're doing it for, picks up the mantle and leads and grows exponentially. But because of what you've written, because of your prayers, because of your diligence, because of your patience is is going to come to fruition. So when we're thinking about planning, nobody can run with something empty. So when you're thinking about planning for any of your dreams, I want you to be very, very specific specific some people use smart goals some people use excel spread excel spreadsheets whatever it is to you be specific what i mean by specificity is that i don't want you to just say yo i want to make 100 grand in a year and that's dope like i stand with that like i want you to make 100 grand in a year too i want you to tell to write it down how what are you going to do month by month to make 100 grand Are you going, is this going to be something in your career? Is this a business that you're starting? Are you investing in XYZ stocks and you're investing in these stocks because you've done the research over a period of two months? You've seen their growth year over year. What, what are you going to do to make that happen? And I think a lot of us, myself included, get really excited once God gives us the green light and we go full force and we have not planned a thing. We just know we're going to do it. And that's cool. Sometimes there are things that just happen um, that that it's just like it's an immediate like I, my friends and I always joke. God is a God of suddenly. Right. So there are some things that are going to happen suddenly that we don't necessarily plan for that happen in our lives that God drops to see and we go forward. But there are other things in life that we need to be very diligent about how we handle them and stick to the guide that we've already prepared. Sticking to the guide does not mean that there are not going to be things that that come up that might feel like they're throwing us off our square. It means that we have a guidebook to look at so we can say, okay, am I on track? 
For example, if you want to buy a house, you want to buy a rental property, how much, if you know that you're trying to stick within under 30,000, under, I'm sorry, under 300,000, how much do you need to save for that down payment? One of the things that Leslie, who's one of my one of my great friends, but also a, fin- a financial coach always says is you want to have if you know you need to have 10,000 for your down payment, you need to have another 10 grand for things that are unforeseen. So build that into your plan. If you know that you really want to, you know, expand your YouTube channel to have 20,000 followers or 20,000 subscribers, excuse me, by the end of the year, what are some things that you're going to do? What are some things that you're going to do? Are you going to launch an Instagram campaign, but you're also going to put some paid advertisements behind it on one of your most popular segments because you want to really highlight that so that once people are grabbed in and they're they're like, oh, well, I'm excited about this. I love this content. They're going to start looking at some other videos and then eventually subscribe. Then they're going to start, you know, launching and you have now, now you're a brand partner, you're a brand ambassador for these, comp- for these companies. Now they're entering into your giveaways, which is giving you um, some more impressions, things of that nature. That all should be in your plan. And again, it does not mean that you will not be derailed. Anytime you have a plan, something's going to, something is probably going to happen. It happens all the time. Like, and it's not just the devil. Sometimes it's our own choices. Like, let's be honest. Sometimes there are things that we do to derail ourselves. Some of it is because we didn't pray. Some of it is just because we got a little sloppy. Like, it happens. But if you have a plan, you can always pick back up where you left off. Or on the second half, go back to God and say, God, this is where I am. Like, I know you blessed this. I, I want to go back to you and I want to see how, how should I handle it now? Are there some things in the plan that I need to adjust? Are there some things that maybe you want, you use this situation to prepare me, but now you want to, you want me to pivot. And sometimes that's going to be in your planning stage as well. There are a lot of things that we're going to have to pivot in this journey. This is not always linear. Sometimes there are detours. Sometimes there are moments where God has to redirect us to show us, okay, I'm still, like, I'm still in control. Like, thank you for your plan. Cheers to you. But there are things that, you, that there are still things that you need to rely on me for. So know that in your planning stage as well. The other thing is, for example, um, a couple of my friends are looking to go into their MBA programs within the next year or two, right? So they have to be very specific, not only about like, why do I want my MBA? So it goes back to the first episode, what is your why? But then the second is, what am I looking to accomplish, Am I getting my MBA because I just want that um, common MBA behind my name? Am I getting it because I really want a career shift and I want to go, you know, maybe up a level or two? Am I getting my MBA because I really want to shift careers or industries? Maybe I'm in healthcare right now and I want to be more into the technology sector. Am I getting my MBA because I want to expand my network? And once you have identified the why and then the what, now we need to talk about the how are we going to do it? Are you going to go to different open houses, even right now, if they're virtual for your local, um, for your state college? Are you looking to go Ivy League? What are some of the requirements? What do you need for your GMAT? Um, for those of you who are in professional schools, what are the things, what does the testing look like? What is their average class like? Are, have you done that research? And now you know what the average class size is like. Who's the admissions director? How can you send them an email? Do you know anyone who has graduated from that school that you can use as your advocate? Especially if you're doing Ivy League, a lot of times you have in-person interviews. Well, not are probably virtual, but you have interviews with some of the alum. And they have a they play a role in you getting your getting admission. 
So I want you to think about those things and think about the steps that you have to take so you can put yourself in the best position to win. God never fails. He says all things are working for your good, but I want to make sure that while, while he's working, you're working too. Faith without works is dead. All right. So now we've gone on to the planning stage. Now I want us to proceed. So this is one of my favorite parts because I think it's the part that gets us most excited. Um, So the scripture for this is Galatians 6 and 9. And it says, and not and let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So the proceed, the proceed is one of my favorites because I think it is one of the most exciting and also the most crucial time in our lives. Why? Because yes, we're excited. We're going forward. It's like, all right, things are starting to happen. Like I feel good. God is keeping his promise. God is so faithful. We're celebrating. We're doing all these things, but it's also a time that challenges our faith. Because for some of us, some things are just going to flow. Some things are just going to be so easy and so simple. We're going to be like, yo, why didn't I do this the first time? Like, why didn't I listen to God day one? Other things are going to be challenging. There are going to be roadblocks, even when we talked about in the planning stage, that we have to pivot to. But there are sometimes, even in our procession, where we are thrown obstacles and challenges that don't seem to make sense. It feels like, okay, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff, but then all of a sudden I get attacked. Like... All of a sudden, someone passes. All of a sudden, I'm dealing with grief. All of a sudden, I'm dealing with financial hardship. All of a sudden, the job that I thought was filled by somebody else who, in my mind, didn't even deserve it. Like, that is some of the talk. And if we're honest, that's some of the talk that we have. It's like, oh, well, like, I was doing well. I've been reaching all these goals. I've said all these things. I've met my KPIs and my key performance indicators. And now it's it's like I'm getting fired. How? If I'm in procession. And the key of that is if I don't give up, it doesn't, it already says he will, will reap what we sow. That's a fact. He already said that it's if we do not give up. Some of the things that God is telling us to do may not be for this, but it's for that. And I don't know who that's for, but like there are some prayers that you're praying right now that you think are for A and they're really for B, but you won't ever get to B if you stop pursuing A just because something happened. Keep on that pursuit. If God told you to pursue it, he's always going to reveal it. He never, he never like, we, he never grants prayers without provision. We've seen that. We see that in the Bible. We see that with our friends, our family. We see that. So don't keep, don't stop pursuing it just because it looks like there's a block or it looks like this doesn't make sense. For example, um, you know, some of you may have seen in the news, LinkedIn, um, unfortunately we had a major layoff, right? And so there were all these 960 people who were laid off, but then there were a bunch of people who were rehired into LinkedIn. But then we also have seen even those who weren't rehired are getting placed at an, at a crazy rate. People who like three days after already had jobs lined up. So a lot of the pursuit that we think we're doing that they might have thought, okay, I'm doing this for LinkedIn. This is my dream job. This is where I'm supposed to be for that season. And then there were others who those works have translated over even better for another company. Think about that as you're doing that. For some of you, you may have started, it's kind of like college. We may have started in a particular major, very excited about it, started networking, started building that muscle up just as we do in prayer. And it turns out maybe you weren't pharmacy. Maybe you were always supposed to be bio or pre-med. But those muscles that we learned in our pharmacy major applied, even if the content, even if all of the content and all the learnings, like all the specifics didn't apply, the muscle that you built there easily translates here. 
Even if you do have to learn some new skills, learn some new muscles, some of that preparation is already moving forward. I'm going to leave you with this. Um, Someone special to me told me this week, I want for nothing. And if I'm honest, it was something that I wrestled with. Because even in preparing for this episode, I'm like, the whole reason we're doing this is because I have desires. The whole reason I'm talking about this is because I have goals. I have things that I want to achieve. And I know everybody who's listening to me does too. So how can I even stand before God and say I want for nothing when I actually want for a lot? The key in I want for nothing is not is not that you don't have goals. It's not that you don't have desires. It's not that you don't have things that you are very excited about. It's making sure that you go to God before you start executing. It's going to God and saying, God, this is where I am. This is what I want, but God, I want you to bless it. So this week I challenge you. I challenge you to write down the things that you are really excited, you're really excited about. And I'm not just talking about business. I'm talking about all aspects. If you really want love in your life, if you found somebody and it's like, wow, this person's amazing, write it down. If you are really looking for a new home, if you really want a new pair of shoes, um, if you really want COVID-19 to end, because y'all, I miss outside. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. I miss bottomless brunch. I miss being outside with my friends. But if there are things that you are really excited about, if you really want to get a certificate for this program because you know that it's a, it's maybe a requirement or something that's going to make you look good on your application, I encourage you to write it down. And before you start acting on it, I just encourage you to go to God. Go to God in prayer and continuously. Don't stop with one prayer. Petition him on it continuously every day. Continue to ask God for it because it's going to build up that momentum. And then two, Listen to what he says. Don't act before he speaks. Because when you act before he speaks, sometimes you get you get too excited and you start moving. You start moving crazy. <laughs> what are these Aaliyah says? You're moving crazy. But when we ask God for something and he gives us the go ahead, it's not that we don't. It's not that we're not excited. It's just that the peace that he gives us makes us not want to want for things that are not the desires of his heart. It aligns our desires with his. We always say, God, grant me the desires of my heart, but it's really aligning your desires with his heart because once the desires are of his heart, he promises he will give you peace beyond all understanding. He promises that he will make your name great. Those are the, those are what his promises come from. It's not that he's going to grant you everything that you want. It means that you're aligning your wants with his. So I love you. I have a, I hope you have a great rest of the week. I hope you're blessed by this and I will see you next time.